discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you, yes, live from Beijing. I'm your host, He Yang. Good as always to have you join us on today's show. In our increasingly technology-driven world, governments at various levels in China have embraced digital innovations to improve their operations, from streamlining bureaucratic processes to offering citizens improved access to services. Technology plays a crucial role in optimizing government efficiency. So we discuss how has GovTech transformed urban governance practices and what tangible improvements have residents experienced as a result. And we are all ears for your burning questions or epic stories. Grab your smartphone, record a voice memo, and let's make radio magic. Send your thoughts to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. You might just steal the spotlight in our next Heart to Heart. For today's program, I'm joined by Li Yi and Yushun in the studio. First on today's show, the rapid urbanization witnessed in China over the past few decades has brought forth a unique set of challenges for urban governance. In response, the integration of digital technologies has emerged as a powerful tool for addressing these issues and bolstering governance effectiveness. A recent three-year plan outlined by 17 national departments underscores the pivotal role of digital technology in urban governance from 2024 to 2026. This initiative reflects a concerted effort to leverage digital solutions in tackling urban challenges and enhancing residents' quality of life. So we will discuss the many areas in which tech have paved the way for urban governance in China in the 21st century. The first area that comes to mind is tech provides important data infrastructure in the decision-making process. So walk us through some of the enlightening examples. Mm. Sure. Um, I think, uh, first of all, we have to admit that it is a huge headache for city planners to make accurate and scientific decisions nowadays is considering the scale of urbanization in China and also around the world. I mean, China's urbanization rate was uh, over 66 percent in 2023, and it, and the still increasing. And uh, considering cities are expanding and we have a dense population, so it can be quite complicated for city planners to make the most scientific decisions. In this case, I think big data and also some other new forms of digital technologies can help with them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, if, if you want to handle the complexities of a city, of, of course, you have to understand the people that live here. You have to you have to understand your local population, demographics, uh, average age, ed- educational background, how it changes, and also sometimes to learn a, a little bit about uh, the local economic situation would also help. Say, uh, say income, housing stock, and also um, how economy has been increasing and also declining in the past few years. I think these are very important indicators for city planners to uh, understand their city, to understand how their cities are evolving, and to um, have a basic picture of how changes might affect its local inhabitants, and in the end, to make accurate decisions to benefit and to pr- 
uh, to bring maximum effects and benefits to local residents. Well, I think before uh, we might just rely on very very primary uh, tools or approaches, say community staffs they have to go by door to door to collect data and to rely on a large number of paperwork to keep uh, uh, update about、uh, those numbers. But now with those data collection and visualization tools, I think all relevant data can really be shown on top of a map of that city or region, and not just people. I think、uh, tree population, how greening is to, is is working in this、uh, city and region, and also how many parks we have,、uh, and how many bus stations or、uh, transportation hubs we have, and also the height and density of buildings. These are all very important indicators that nowadays I think.、Um, Uh, digital technologies are really helping to make better decisions. Yes, so decision making, I think it is the kind of the keywords that is being frequently mentioned in this three-year plan, right? So, I think more specifically, they are actually constructing a、um, more sm- a smarter decision making support system. So,、um, they can create simulation environments to. You know, use simulation models to test the potential impacts of different policies and projects, and then analyze the interactions and long-term impacts between different parts of the urban system, and help managers to pre- to predict the impact and effectiveness of policies. I think you know, this sounds like you know how you play SimCity, right? You're controlling a lot of these buildings and um, um, pipelines under the city, but Actually, in real life, maybe with AI, of course, with their understanding of physics, and of course, also data, big data, and、uh, its fast calculation. I think that is coming to our real life. Oh, that is very interesting, and we see that、uh, Gov Tech is being utilized here a great deal. It's kind of like an umbrella, an umbrella term. Used to describe any technology that is used to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of government operations, and we see that here in China. I guess there's one advantage that people enjoy that is because so much of our daily lives have been migrated onto our smartphones, connected、mm. to the、uh, internet, and therefore、um, there's all this data that's being mined, collected, and used、mm. to make, I guess, the optimized version of. Decision when it is、uh, being put in the hands of the right people, and there is one advantage of having these rather dense populations in respective areas in China. That is, you can、uh, scale up these various services with the help of technology. And well, to give you just a really simple example, I mean, if you were only looking at like three people, or let's say a hundred people within a certain area who wants to use delivery services as such, and then it just doesn't really make a lot of financial sense to come up with a particular service to serve a rather small number of people. But when you're talking about a hundred million people who have this particular need, then it's very easy, well, quote unquote, easy to、um, come up with a service to. Fulfill that specific need, and that's what we see with a lot of、um, these digital services that people enjoy every day in mega cities and even smaller cities here、mm. in China. We're often still talking about a population of a few million people, and 
tech has helped to promote regional cooperation in this country as well. The classic example would be China. Uh, well, in China would be Tianjin. Well, Beijing. Hebei region, and actually,、mm. we've been talking about this for years. And、right. Beijing being the most、uh, prosperous area within these three places has been、um, getting the flack in a way, saying that oh, you are、uh, because Beijing has this natural pull of talents, of resources as such,、um, and it would be great if these three places can enjoy the. Talent, resources, and all the good stuff in a more equally distributed way. So let's talk about how is this integration happening now, thanks to technology and all these new innovations are at,、uh, that are at our disposal. Yeah, I think just as you mentioned,、um, the construction of this Beijing Tianjin Hebei region is a very iconic example of how China is trying to promote this coordinated regional development strategy. So basically, we are trying to make sure that these three three regions are developing together when it comes to making regional policies and decisions. And、uh, according to my research, I think over the past ten、uh, years, because this year really marks the tenth anniversary of the Mm. Um, Beijing Tianjin Hebei Integrated Development Initiative being upgraded into a national strategy. So during the past a few years, you see a lot of efforts being implemented in terms of sharing data among these three regions. I mean,、uh, a very a very typical example would be in the area of environmental protection because、uh, these three regions are really close to each other. So when it comes to say tackle air pollution. And also to water pollution, and maybe to、uh, detect certain environmental data, we have to make sure efforts being implemented together. So that's、mm. why they are trying to build a system or a data sharing system when it comes to environment data, and also education. They have also.、Um, Promoting this、uh, shared or cloud data, big data platform when it comes to、uh, public education resources, so so that really、uh, young people and also people of all ages, of course, in this、uh, Beijing, Tianjin, Hebei regions can really share、uh, different edu- educational resources. And、um, uh, recently, typically, we have seen some、uh, a lot of like new advanced. Advancement in terms of implementing five、uh, G、uh, private network because、um, the Beijing Xiong'an Expressway has a total length of twenty seven kilometers and、uh, it's actually a very smart expressway with full coverage of five G private network and full line vehicle road coordination in China and uh, this uh, sector has a full coverage of five G private network as we mentioned and. And the construction of over 1,000 sets of roadside intelligent perception devices. So these are some typical e- examples of how, say, big data and 5G and and of course now AI, of course,、mm-hmm. uh, being implemented when it comes to. Um, coordinated city development. Yeah, just a quick footnote to add there. When we talk about the five G network here, it's more like a specific segment of the public five G network that is supposedly faster,、mm. and that's all we're、uh, asking for when it comes to connectivity, right? The faster, the better, and therefore,、yeah. um, I, I guess it's also some kind of experiment、uh, and pilot to see if.、Um, 
well, you know, with all that data being transmitted on that uh expressway, then maybe it helps better to provide safety guidance mm, sure. and mm. like real time data uh, gathering as well as analyzing and therefore in, but this is the part that I'm still a little bit confused about is how is that data uh, or, or the conclusions from congregating all this data be publicized to the drivers when they're on this expressway. But I guess in the long run, if um, you can get these kind of um, updates in real time as well, then it would be really useful. For example, when I'm driving on an expressway, what I really want to know is within, let's say, two kilometers, um, what's the traffic condition going to be? And uh, especially when you've got extreme weather or you've got well, when you're on the expressway, you just don't know what happens. And hopefully everybody's driving safely. But there are some of these uh, real-time uh, updates that would be really useful for people. And yeah. Yushun, you've also found some interesting information regarding the inter uh, the integration of different regions together. Yes, of course. Actually, um, you know, hearing all of these advancements that is happening between these three regions, we can totally see that, of course, they... Um, located in uh, kind of um, an area that nearby, right? So, uh, for example, the environment, the waterways are connected, so they can actually have integrated uh, measures to actually have policies of protecting the environment. And 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 of uh, and of course, this you know expressway five G technology. I suppose we will not have any lag when we're FaceTiming on the expressway when we're when we're driving along distance. Uh, you know, trip. Okay, hopefully Maybe. somebody in the passenger seat that is doing <laughs> the FaceTiming. <laughs> yeah. And also, of course, talking about transportation, um, the first thing that comes to my mind when we're talking about Beijing, Tianjin, Hebei region is definitely the integrated transportation card. If you have a, you know, Beijing transportation card, you can know that the name is actually Beijing, Tianjin, Hebei integrated card. Mm. So basically, the transportation cards we currently use uh, are called this, and uh, this means that your transportation card can seamlessly connect and be used for public transportation in these three areas. Mm -hmm. And I recently actually took a short trip to Tianjin, mm -hmm. and there was you know really no need for any additional steps when you are traveling in Tianjin and using tra public transportation. So basically, that public transportation card can be used for let's say bus. Uh, yes. Subway, uh, as well as train, is it? I'm not sure, actually. No, the card can only be used for bus and uh, maybe a little bit of um, metro and, um, ah. um, yeah, kind of a railway uh, system. system. Yeah. And also, of course, I took high-speed railway to Tianjin, but we also have other means to quickly get to our destination in Hebei or Tianjin. Yeah. So by the end of November 2023, the customized express buses in the Beijing, Tianjin, Hebei region have opened six main lines and 36 branch lines with a total of 26 400 trips and a passenger volume exceeding 1 million people. Wow, that's a lot of 
trips and certainly when the transportation network is so closely connected then it's really mm. convenient for travel mm. when you go to these different places as well as um, medical insurance is something that mm. um, has been further connected within these three places of a bigger region and we have a special show devoted to dis that discussion coming up tomorrow I believe so do tune in for that and the marriage of real-time data and digital technology has enhanced emergency management in cities, particularly in scenarios such as natural disasters, transportation, and other potential uh, emergencies. So tell us how that's done. Yeah, sure. I think, as you said, uh, data can really support public safety management of cities, including like crime monitoring and prevention, some emergency response, considering in recent years, we do see an increasing number of extreme weathers on a global basis. So I think um, the use of uh, digital technologies in that area is very important. And now we do see the real-time data is helping people quickly understand the situation of emergencies and thereby really to, I think, to shorten time that we make responses to emergencies. And one example here I, I really want to offer is in Shenzhen. And we know Shenzhen is known for uh, as a tech, uh, technic hub before, mm -hmm. but now uh, I learned that it, it, it really recently got is a new name called the most AI, AI city, meaning that AI has been widely used in the overall urban planning and management in Shenzhen. And uh, one typical example of how Shenzhen is using real-time data and digital technology in, in, in emergency management is that in Shenzhen University, there's a two-story building. And in, in this building, various AI recognition cameras and sensors are really installed in each critical area. And in case of emergency events like fire, water leak, leakage in a computer room or equipment failure, the system will immediately identify them. And through this digital monitoring system, staff in the school can really timely understand the location and onset situation of the emergency and coordinate with the property management system to quickly handle it. And uh, particularly in June 2023, Shenzhen issued uh, a digital twin pioneer city construction action plan really proposing the construction of a digital twin pioneer city over the past year more and more application scenarios have been implemented in Shenzhen mm -hmm. so this is just one example of how we are using AI and all kinds of digital technologies to help people to make better and faster response to emergency incidents yeah I think I, the, the point or the intelligence lies in the integration of resources and information through all of this integration, right? So um, I think, of course, there's another example of, about uh, from Shenzhen uh, and more big data technologies have been implemented in this city. And of course, uh, more cities will join the team of using these kind of high-end technology, I would say. So for example, if you're in probably... Unfortunately, we have an event of sudden subway station fire. So the Metro's emergency system can coordinate response efforts. So operators can have an overview of, you know, all of these material distribution at nearby stations and then distribute medical and firefighting supplies with real-time tracking of rescue vehicles. And then person personnel positions, uh, of course, will join in. And 
Operators can also have real-time communication through monitors, drones, and mobile phone videos. And all of these technology, I think, is making these, um, I think, em emergencies not that urgent because you can actually see how it is going on uh, through all of these technologies, through monitoring systems. Um, and I think people can, of course, the operators can have a better understanding on the situation. Mm -hmm. That is a very good point. If you have a really good ironclad contingency plan, and all public spaces should do, mm. because it's kind of easy to foresee you know, the unfortunate incident happening, such as a fire, or let's say if there's like major rainfall downpour that happens, then how do these important um, sort of like daily necessity provider of services in a city respond to that? And also, there's another interesting example about how um, the well, that the local authorities react, let's say, if an, an emergency weather situation happens. Mm. And in August, well, on August 18th, 2021, the Municipal Meteorological Observatory issued an orange warning for rainstorm in Luohu District in Shenzhen. And apparently, thanks to the AI and other technologies of gathering information and data, the relevant um, staff on duty actually correctly predicted or made the sort of educated guess in the sense that, oh, there is going to be this landslide that happens. And therefore, um, alerting the residents within the vicinity to evacuate and come up with solutions before it actually happens. Not only um, saves potentially lives, but also, you know, the assets of people. So these are all some really useful things that can happen when you've got the help of data and technology. And one more thing I would like you guys to share your thoughts on is about work efficiency. And this has long been something that I suppose the various levels of government in China have kind of championed in mm. that is really streamlining the bureaucratic process when it comes to um, having automation and different types of technology at their disposal. Mm, I think actually it's not really a new area mm. that uh, AI and also all kinds of big data and uh, digital intelligence technologies are being used in terms of promoting uh, bureaucratical affairs. Um, I think now we are living in Beijing, right? I, I think the local uh, government of Beijing has been prom promoting its official app that uh, local residents can really basically conduct everything like personal affair uh, via that app. Mm -hmm. You can have your uh, virtual or digital ID card and mm -hmm. also living card in Beijing mm -hmm. to show your identity when necessary. And also you can also say, get connected to the, your medical insurance system via that app. Mm -hmm. So these are just the very typical practices being implemented right now. And uh, 
I would just offer an, an, another example because Quanzhou City in Zhejiang Province has recently created the first grassroots intelligence observe uh, governance brain in the province, and uh, the city can really efficiently handle thirty six personal matters such as birth, enrollment, property purchase, and retirement, as well as uh, over fifty corporate matters such as. Establishment change and cancellation in one go. So basically, it really offers huge convenience for local residents. And in 2023, over 76 percent of government services matters were handled online and on, on mobile devices. So this is just just one typical example, but I think it really tells the larger picture of how AI and now、uh, intelligence technologies are being used to. Offer convenience to residents. I think that's the most important thing because technology is not really the most important thing here. It's really all about offering convenience, safety, and better benefits. Indeed.、Um, actually, I want to say every city that I have lived in has its own local government systems, and、mm -hmm. there are increasingly more services that people can handle directly online, no matter it's healthcare, insurance, or house funds, and even for those that. Require offline processing because, of course, a lot of these can do online, and、um, of course, even though they don't have that, you can. A lot of them、uh, suggest you can resolve it only one go as much as possible. That is very good indeed, and with the rapid advancements in technology, cities have a unique opportunity to transform governance, fostering transparency, efficiency, and citizen engagement. Because now,、uh, public opinion can be reflected. Swiftly for the government、uh, personnel to have a look on, and ultimately creating more inclusive and resilient communities for the future. And also, well, there are some data concerns to address, but that's sort of a given that you must do in this day and age.